Hello and welcome to the Dad and Sons podcast. I am your accused for this week, Liam Edwards, and joining me, as always, is, of course, Judge Georgie, Mr. George, Super Bunny Hop Weedman. I'm here in this courtroom. Order! Order! Calm down, kids! And <laughs> the executioner, the man with the visuals, <laughs> Mr. Matt Visual. The executioner. I was like, I'm definitely not a judge. Yeah. I'll get my hands dirty. Ugh. We can give you some gloves for that. <laughs> Hello, boys. Hello. How's it going? It's pretty, pretty good. Pretty good week, actually. Yeah? So... So, how does it feel to get away with murder? Well, funny you say that. <laughs> George <laughs> rolled over in his in his grave over there. Man, just, just some died great and rolled great, over in his grave. <laughs> great games came out this week. Great weather this week. <laughs> no uh, l- less crazy news out of Washington than usual this week. What could have gone wrong this week? Oh man, lots of things went wrong. Okay, the police. All right, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Hmm. Well, guys, I don't know where you want to start. Whether you want to start with that, or you want to go into our super fast Twitter highlights of the week. Yeah, t- twi- Twitter. Let's go. Let's go to the Twitter sphere first. So, so you're teasing them up before talking about this run-in with the law. You're 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 building anticipation. Don't make it sound like I actually committed a crime. It just it sounds terribly worse when you say. You're running with the law. Oh, you're just trying to change the subject. I'm trying to soften the blow for those waiting in anticipation, because not really sure legally how much I'm allowed to say. I wanted to talk about that, and everyone, you were like, no, we're just going to wing it. We're just going to legally wing it. We're going to wing it. But first, we're winging it by the seats of my mobile device, because we're looking to you guys, the dad's sons, daughter's mothers out there, to give us your... Whatever we call this. Just that. Just bleep. So it's my turn for the first time to have a peruse. We had over a hundred plus questions and responses to this week's sort of just general feedback form. So George, Matt, are you ready to chow down on some quick bite questions? I'm fully jerked in. Matt, you ready? Yeah. I think my favorite is Gorn Kyle saying, uh... <laughs> That's a good way to say <laughs> Well, let's start with... Let's start with a beauty from Not a Pigeon. Okay. Which do you guys think is the most stupid piece of clothing? Ascots. <laughs> That's a good one. Ascots? Just call them a handkerchief. Matt? White beaters is the first thing that comes to mind. Oh, oh God. people wear them outside, and it's like, okay. it's not a tank top, it's like a white beater. I'm not yeah, talking about the tank I, top white beaters, I'm talking about the white beater white beaters. With stains on it as well? Stains? <laughs> yes, the grease stains. <laughs> From Five Guys. I hate that so much that for the longest time i just i ref- i would refuse to wear them even though like living in georgia in the summer it's it's a necessity that you wear a wife beater but i don't want to wear something called a wife beater so now they're undershirts and just don't wear white ones <laughs> wife beater wear like black ones or something just ones that don't if you wear a black one you automatically look sporty whereas you wear a white one you look like you've beaten somebody up they they also blend in better with the the kind of dark olive drab earthy tones I like to envelop my body in. Yeah, <laughs> you mean that one red checkered hoodie? Sometimes there's a brown checkered one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Guys, I think I've got one that beats it. Mm-hmm. What? Socks with toe pockets, you know? Whoa. Those those socks that people wear that actually have, like, individual like, toe. Like the mittens? Yeah, like yeah, the mittens yeah. that have yeah. the, the fingers yeah, 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 tucked yeah. So in. what happens if you put them in, in the cold wash and just the toe part comes out too small to fit in, but the rest of it is still elastic enough to, to get the rest of your foot in? Like, do you just wear a regular sock at that point with an extra toe pocket dangling out? I do not know. But for some reason, they're becoming super popular here in Japan, and I hate them. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that that, that that's the, the big problem you had to deal with in Japan this week. All right. All right. <laughs> Let's move on, because we need to get a bit faster. We had over 100. We have to at least get past four of <laughs> Holy them. shit. 50. <laughs> we have to. That's a 4%, like, like... Re re reproduction rate. No, we got you. Gotta you gotta blaze it off. Blaze it off like I did. Blaze okay, it off. Let's, bla- let's blaze it off. Okay. Um. Uh. J square gark dajime. <laughs> See those names are ridiculous, says, right? <laughs> let's hear those David Hater impressions. <laughs> I'm sitting here eating cereal, but it's really crunchy and made out of sand. Yeah, that's not too bad. All I know is how to say Merle. That's <laughs> all Merle. the only thing I know. It's a complex battle of proxy machines. <laughs> just, just It's the future and it's kind of lame. If you if you can get away with just saying one word like Merrill. War. War. Wait, no, no, you gotta make it into a question mark. Merrill. Merrill. War. War. Colonel. Podcasts. <laughs> Dads. Watch Dad and Sons. No, that's we just that's need to get voice. someone. Someone put, "Have we paid to get um, George a cameo message from David Hader yet?" But I'm reckoning we should we should crowd source some funds together to get David Hader to record an intro that we use for every episode of the show, so we never have oh, to do it. Oh my god! <laughs> that's I mean, what, how much does it cost these days anyway? He got replaced. <laughs> we should we should I, we should take bets on how much do you think it would cost. I want to say 2K, like a I'm solid gonna... uh, uh, 2K for for 30 seconds of non-union freelance work. 2K, that's really? a lot. For well, yeah, seconds? but they're like like Hollywood types. Like I, um, he's, D- he's David Hayter. He's not, you know. Well, I, whoa, I, whoa, come on I, now, give him I some credit. A little, a little bit of experience working with. <gasps> with... Oh my god! Yeah, I found out. You're not gonna believe how this. much. Yeah, we can get David Hayden a fiver, a fiver to send to send us a message, <laughs> yeah, or record an intro of the show for sixty five dollars. No way, dude. George, mm-hmm. do we have the funds? <laughs> I, be, I'm just trying to say, you guys would be surprised at, at the 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 rates for voice acting from big Hollywood types. <laughs> he's, he's changing the subject. Yeah, two thousand dollars down to sixty five. We got you, sucker. If it's really uh, sixty five, yeah, yeah. Anyway, maybe next week we'll find out. Yeah, next week, next week. We gotta go at least through a hundred. Come on, let's go. Let's move on. Stephen D asks, <laughs> "What was the tastiest food you ate this week?" Oh my fucking god! It's creme brulee. I made creme brulees this week. Creme brulee, just like that. That one guy sent an email asking, "What's your favorite dish to make?" And I said, "Creme brulee." That got me in the mood to make creme brulee. Holy shit! Now I'm being asked on the same podcast what my favorite dish was, and it's creme brulee. Matt, what was the tastiest thing you had this week? I 
I um, it was my birthday this weekend, so I cooked yes, myself. Happy birthday, Matt! Happy birthday, boy! It's, 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 thanks. I I wanted to splurge a little bit and cook me two pans of macaroni and cheese, the southern type. Wait, Ooh. wait. Are you, are you are you talking about? It's ve- it's vegan macaroni and cheese, but I know how to make it good. <laughs> like like from a box with with additions or or are we like fancy baking mac and cheese? No, I'm no, I'm from scratch. Um, okay, except good, for good. the pasta. So so it's not mac and powder. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. okay, okay. I'm just making no. sure that you're still like like allowed to. to no, live. I'm baking it and everything. I'm making the macaroni. Oh, you guys are, shredding you guys, the cheese. You guys are industrious. Yeah. I, I can't cook shit. So the best thing I ate was at a restaurant. Oh, yes. And I bet it was way better than anything we ate. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. I, to be fair, the place, I, we went out for dinner, the like a game dev dinner the other day. And I will admit, we had this spare rib that was literally to die for. It was pretty fucking <laughs> amazing. Anyway, moving on. Noah... At Geek Felix asks, George, Solid Snake or Sam Fisher? Solid Snake. Solid Snake, man. Solid Snake. Matt, Switch, PS4, or PC? Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, it's a console war. It's not going to be PS4. It's going to be either Switch or or PC. Like, can I live without Switch games? Uh, Because I love love PC. uh, I'm probably going to pick PC, but can I live without it? You know, like... That's why he's asking you. Yeah, that's that's pretty rough. That's pretty rough, dude. I'm gonna have to say PC because you could eventually do emulators. Am <laughs> 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 <By> cheating? Am <laughs> <By> cheating? <laughs> and for some reason, he has asked me, Liam, to be Terminator or RoboCop. Terminator wins every time. Yeah, he keeps coming back, doesn't he? Are we talking about in a fight or or like how fun their respective franchises are? I have no idea. He just says versus. Oh, because if. If it has to do with fun, you know RoboCop wins. That's that's hands down. I'm sorry. Although now I'm picturing how crazy a Platinum Terminator beat-em-up game would, would look like. Where you're just mashing the shit out of people as Arnold Schwarzenegger in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> just Terminator and 2B going around killing people. Just, just like mash the button harder to, to have him squeeze his biceps on some heavy thing he's trying to lift. It could work. It could. Uh, good guy Dan asks, since George has been to Japan a few times, Liam lives there, Matt has also been here, guys, have any of you visited the Gundam in Odaiba? No. Yes. Is it the same guy who has the picture of it? Yes. Yeah, I I didn't get a chance to. Where is it? It's It was near it's us. It's in Odaiba. It's, it's a man-made island in Tokyo, and I have not visited the Unicorn, but I visited the OG RX... 180 or whatever the original Gundam is called. Didn't it get taken down? And then he got torn to down. He got torn down yeah. and sold to China or some shit. That that sucks. That really does. Gonzo suck. asks, "Who's your favorite dad in a video game, and who's your favorite son?" Oh God. Uh, 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 I want to say that my favorite dads and sons in a video game are the dad-son household that I made in The Sims 4 two weeks ago. <laughs> By default, we win. I'm going to say favorite son is Alucard. Alucard's pretty bitchin'. Not sure about dad, though. Maybe John Marston? John Marston's a pretty cool dad. I, uh, Barrett Wallace, of course. You know, Mr. <laughs> T oh, embodied yeah. stereotypical black man. Yeah, fuck, you're right. It could be Ellie... 
Vince too. Uh, the the guy the the guy no one <laughs> remembers from Half Life. <laughs> Robinson B Caruso asks, talk about Final Fantasy thirteen plus. Oh jeez. Okay. Well, twelve. One is sentence. The si- one sentence. I, one. I, I, I know sentence. what my one sentence is going to be. One sentence is as linear and as long as Final Fantasy thirteen. Wait, wait. Talk about what Final Fantasy thirteen. Yeah, give us what? one sentence on Final Fantasy Thirteen, Matt. Wait, 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 why did it skip to me? <laughs> I, I've got to look. Is it this is the one that it was the weird one that came after? Oh no, not Lightning! Oh no, <laughs> yeah, Thirteen yeah, okay. is Lightning, man. My the thing the thing that instantly shot in my head the one sentence that I that my brain associates FF Thirteen with is this has been like six already. Which one is that one? Is that the MMO one? And and hey, yeah, I hey. Hey, okay, I'm right. downloading Final Fantasy XIV to get back into it as we speak. I, I'm actually going to do the mod for 9 and play through 9. I'm thinking about doing that. There's a there's an HD mod that uses AI to like heighten the graphics. Oh, HD. yeah, I saw that. Nice. That looks rad as shit. And it looks good. It yeah. looks good. So he asked us to talk about 13. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, no, no. The moral of this... Is that we ended up talking about other Final Fantasies? Yeah. Moving yeah. on. Our like, good friend Scribble. No, no, no. I returned Final Fantasy thirteen. It's a big number. After I saw the black guy. To, to <laughs> bust. <laughs> it is a sentence, right? A broken sentence. The one with the with the baby. No, the tutorial was like five hours long. So, yeah. Yeah. Our good friend Scrib asks. Scrib. If you were on a boat, who would be your first mate? If I was on the I, boat? Yeah, you could like hear our eyes nervously darting at each other as we try to think up of the next best like, thing. Uh-oh. Who's going to say the other guy? <laughs> right? Right? That <laughs> puts pressure on us. Son. <laughs> you know what? Maybe we need like a, a snarky animal sidekick, like a snarf or a scrappy dude. I know how we can solve this. I know how we can solve it, guys. Yeah. Scrib can be the first mate. Scrib's the first, Scrib's mate. first mate. This is... This is was this was his plan all along, man. Come on. I think that I think so. It had to have been. Yeah. I think so. Uh moving on. Chili Roy Rayu. <laughs> Where do you all draw the line between games, toys, and software? Hmm. Hmm. Well, like Skylanders and stuff? Yeah. Oh or, or just in general, I guess. Like because video games get used to get put in the toy section. Because they're for babies. Yeah, the line is, is oh. blurry on that one, but video games, I guess, can be more serious than toys. Video games yeah. are visual, interactive entertainment. Toys are physical, yeah, and yeah, interactive entertainment that is usually aimed at children. And then software is stuff like Excel, in my eyes. Anyway. I agree. But then, then how do you differentiate board games from toys? <sighs> There's still a tactile, physical feel to it. Oh, board That's games true. are definitely more complicated than toys. <laughs> there, maybe they are just the more complicated form of toys. You, you, you I don't, don't need don't. A, a manual to <laughs> to play like I don't know a, a, a GI Joe. <laughs> That's the first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> I bet it does come with a manual, though. Also, I'm sure there's some weird kids out there who like don't speak a lot in class who probably thought up elaborate rules and regulations for their G.I. Joe action slap and adventure times. Are you talking about your own childhood, George? I don't know. <laughs> Dr. Swoose asks, which Winnie the Pooh character would you be? 
fuck kind of question is that? I will probably be the rabbit just because I just oh, <laughs> I find you myself totally, being the rabbit. Wait, what is the what is the rabbit's name called? I remember all of them, but the rabbit, uh, the really grumpy one, right? Yeah, sounds about right. Like, yo, don't touch, don't touch my garden. <laughs> I think he was just named Rabbit. Yeah, I think it was Rabbit. I yeah, think there was, was Piglet, Tigger, and, and Rabbit. Was he really called Rabbit? Wow. I think he was just called Rabbit. Yeah. Fucking Christopher Robin, fucking genius over there. <laughs> George, yeah, you, you, flip, you flip between being Eeyore and Pooh on a daily basis. I'm never Tigger, though. Nah, you're too pessimistic to be Tigger. See, in my mind, I feel like I'm Tigger, though, because I just kind of, like, aimlessly bounce from conversation to conversation, saying something really... I think a lot of people are really... thinking you're... Yeah. Is a lot reminiscent of Tigger. Yeah, like, in my head, I'm Tigger, but maybe outside from other people's perspectives, I'm I'm, I'm Eeyore. That's, that's, that's Eeyore. a little sobering. What am I, then? I find it hard to imagine your personality translating over to any of them they're, they're all just so like one ad- note Adderall do- yeah everyone's kind of <laughs> monotone and, and a perfect I, I, I don't know I don't know Liam Wait, I don't know if you fit I, I have a I hard time this, picturing your voice on any of those this. animals maybe you're Piglet <laughs> <laughs> I can't picture you're that extremely nice you're a Piglet's nice... too too innocent though. Piglet's like a, a little kid type character, like a Tails of the gang, right? Piglet Tails. is I mean, still learning things. Am I the, oh my god, am I the Tails mascot of this show? <laughs> no, because you wouldn't fit. You there's no way you'd be Tails. Fuck. This sucks. This sucks. <laughs> yeah, because you wouldn't be. I can Tails. hear that squealing in the background with agreement. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, for one, Tails doesn't live a a slick, dangerous lifestyle that has them running in and out of trouble with the cops. There's nothing wrong with being a piglet. Hey, Tails and Sonic are always in trouble with Eggman. Well, Eggman's not Uh, the cops. Sonic movie movie canon lore shows that Dr. Robotnik is on the side of the U.S. Army. You can't get more righteous than that. Also, I'm, I'm having flashbacks to like, was like police robots on, on the spinny highway levels of the Sonic Adventure games. And yeah, I totally think I remember Tails just destroying tens of cop cars and, uh, on, on further memory. Oh, further, 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 uh, 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 God, I don't even know what to transition this into another question. Matt, did you have another uh, question? Yeah, Jerome, bag milk versus carton or jug milk? Bag milk? Is that a thing? That, that's what they do in Canada. In Canada, they do bag milk. They do it in Japan as well for some reason, but not often. I, I'm guessing the reason is the environment. Why? It's a plastic bag, right? Bag. That's got to be worse. Oh, no. That doesn't look right. Why is it green? I, I don't uh, know. Because t- it's... I'm sure it's better somehow for the environment. But it's plastic. Is it, plastic can't be good for the environment. But it's green, so that way it's good for the environment. Two more questions, and then we'll we'll transition out of this. Thank you to everybody who's sent in shit. Um, Connor, at Otter Speaking N, asks, What is a game that you will never play again? X Rebirth. X Rebirth. Actually, wow. no, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that back because is that the really, really bad space sim that came out and everybody hated. Yes. Mm-hmm. However, it it supposedly has been updated over the year and a half since then. Uh, so, so I I take that back. Postal Three, I think, is still my like 
least favorite game I have vivid memories of because I had to play it for like 30 hours. Matt, how about yourself? It, there's multiple games I probably won't play again. I don't often play games again um, anymore because of time. Uh, I, I probably won't play like Sekiro again, you know, oh, no. games like that. Like where I'm just like, you know, it's just too much energy. <laughs> it's yeah. too much energy and it's not really, for me, it's not fun enough to be like, yeah. Like, I could play Hollow Knight again, right? I played that game twice. And it's challenging, but it's also a fun game to play. Like, there's a rewarding feeling from it. I just don't get that from, like, games like Sekiro. You know, where it's just kind of hard. Because it's just hard. But the rewarding you know? feeling and, is... And, and I, again, again, that's just me. That's just me. It, it has nothing to do with the game. The game is great. It's just I don't feel like going through that again. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm done after that. Yeah, but Liam got some value out of these replays. The new game plus mode, I'm guessing, is, is yeah, changing things up it. enough to keep things interested. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a game I just wouldn't play again, like out of choice, would never play again. Like I was thinking I probably would never play Ocarina of Time again because I've played Ocarina of Time what? so many. No, I'm just thinking generally like... I, it gets older every year, though. I'm trying to think of a game that truly has... Oh, I will never play Heavy Rain again. Ever. You could yeah, never picture pay that to play that game again. I, Oh, you I agree also, with that. it's it's also like linear and, and cinematic. It's it's going to be a lot of the same for your second playthroughs. True. You could uh, look up the alternate paths on YouTube quicker than I'll play Detroit again though. Detroit has has replay to it. You know, you know, like I guess, I guess uh, playing it with a friend that also kind of goes into it. Like, oh yeah, I bet. Yeah, I bet. so I will probably play Sekiro again with a friend. Heavy Rain. I played Heavy Rain with friends maybe. first time round. Never played Detroit. I would. And the but final Detroit question we have, boys, from Sir Rick mm-hmm. the Nick. If you suddenly found yourself in a room with you of 10 years ago, so that uh. would be me at 28. Oh, God. Matt at the shining crown of 20 now. Happy birthday, Matt, my love. And George, that would be 91 years old. Uh, I was so immature and young. What would oh, you tell God. Him? And this kind of works for a... a for all of the younger listeners out there who are looking for advice. <laughs> when I was young, I knew nothing of the world. I knew nothing of how it works. So what would you tell yourself? Um, dude, there's so much. Like, there's so much. Dude, I would Just the, the, the thing that immediately comes to your head. That immediately comes to your head. If you were like, you were flashing in, flashing out. Like, don't eat the lasagna from Wednesday. Like that kind of thing. I don't know, like the first phrase that comes to mind is like "Don't stop, just keep going." Wait, yeah. is this is it? Don't stop making Guild Wars two videos, and then you no, flash out. <laughs> no, I was in college. This was before the channel, so it's a totally different George that I'd be talking to. Yeah. Oh my god. This would have been me hustling, wanting to write video game reviews for places like Gamespot and stuff. I would have like flashed in and been like, "Don't worry." You get drunk with Al Numa, the guy who made Ocarina of Time. Chill, motherfucker, and peace out, and then just, like, dive out. I need an essay, dude. I need an essay to get myself back up to speed, man. (laughs) What has happened? Well, we started this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I'm just thinking back. One of them is an internationally wanted criminal. The other is (laughs) a YouTube person and in 2019 <laughs> you realize that has derogatory value i know it's it's real bad for my self-esteem i think i 
I, God, ever since the Logan Paul shit, I just, like, can't settle the fact that I do this. And Anyways, that's that's me right now. Me 10 years ago was a weird kid who, like, didn't really know what to do re- with regards to fashion or hair. And, and I can't help but... Oh, fuck off. I can't help <laughs> but, but notice that there were, there were a few good years from, like, 2011 to, to 2016... Where, where I had figured out how to finally d- d- tackle the mop and, and just noticed that people were nicer to me by default. When you dress nice, get a nice haircut and get, get all clean cut and shaven, everyone's kind of nicer to you by default without really consciously trying and that makes life a little easier. So that's what I would, I would want to tell myself from 10 years ago. Good advice. There you go. To everybody who's young and worried, don't worry. We all fuck it up and you eventually... St- you start a podcast and everything turns out all right. Always grow, young ones. Always grow. Always Never think grow. that you made it. And Always keep realizing grow. that every dumb thing you're posting on social media right now will bite you in the ass. God, I feel it so bad for the kids. It will bite you in the ass. Uh. Self-reflect on a daily basis. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of, thank you to everybody who reached out to us via Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and said dumb shit to us that everybody will now remember forever. <laughs> so let's continue I'm, the show. Hello, boys. Oh man, we, we man, we should do a whole show on this. There's a lot here, dude. Out there of one hundred, how many do you think we got? We, we got to go back and 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 talk about some of this stuff, man. Some of this stuff is good. There, there were maybe, some maybe, good good suggestions. How about yeah. how about we do, how about we do a segment at the end? Because we we're still we're still trying to figure out between us like how what is going to cap off the Twitter episodes because obviously we have our long form questions at the end of our other two two weekly schedule thing. Mm-hmm. So how about for this week maybe we do another we do a little treat of some more Twitter stuff at the end. Yeah, let's do it. So guys, who who amongst us would ever have thought? That uh, pod- uh, like recording a podcast might have actually worked as an alibi to not place you near the scene of a crime. If anything, I thought it would be the exact opposite. <laughs> you thought <laughs> podcasting would get you to kill somebody, or or I don't know, like download a movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're cracking down deep on that, man. Use your VPNs, kids. <laughs> or just be lazy like me and never just buy everything. <laughs> So, so Liam, you didn't use your VPN for a week, and and you downloaded uh, uh, Metallica's Saint Anger, and the cops showed up. Downloaded Murder One Hundred One. Your first thought was music, George. I thought you don't listen to anything creative. Yeah, but it's like I think it's just the year I was born. When I think of the the authorities cracking down on internet downloading, my brain goes to like. Turned Metallica. The Napster. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no lip biscuit. No, no, no. Okay. No, because they didn't sue with the RIAA for the fans who were dead. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> Liam, you have a story that you seem reluctant to tell. <laughs> well, okay. So, uh, hello, everybody. Oh, let me get settled. Okay. Yeah. I had an interesting weekend. Uh, a super interesting <laughs> weekend. Add some, add some good music to this. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm picturing the unsolved mysteries theme. So I, I'm not really sure how to start this. Really, um, I, I guess we started right at last Friday. Doom doom. Um, so 
<laughs> so Friday I go to work, and about lunchtime I get an email on my phone uh, from the uh, the landlords uh, of the building with which I live in. Landlords uh, in Kyoto. This building uh, actually houses a lot of foreigners. I found out surprisingly. Wait, that makes it a little fishier. When it- just just shut up. First. Yeah, yeah, go on, go on, go on. <laughs> so, get this email. Oh, God, I can't believe I'm telling this to, like, 10,000 people. Uh, and it, it's basically regarding... It's written all in English. So, you know who they're trying to target with this email. <laughs> Not the Japanese people who live in this building. But the, the English-speaking residents. Uh, about a noise complaint had been registered in the building. <laughs> so, I'm thinking, Shit. I do have a loud voice, and I do record a very stupid show once a week where I laugh a lot and scream a lot. So maybe that's to do with me. It is suspiciously after we've recorded the show. And I'm like, oh shit, maybe it's me. But I'll ignore it for now. It's fine. It's fine. It's fucking fine. (laughs) Skip forward to the evening. Uh, A buddy of mine comes down from Shizuoka near Tokyo to hang with me for the weekend. We're going to play some Cadence of Hyrule co-op together, which we will get onto. Don't you worry. So we're going to play some Cadence. It's going to be really cool. But first we go out. We go to uh, the 17-bit office here in Kyoto. The guys who made Galaxy. Super cool friends of ours. Have a few drinks there. The night gets a little wild. Go out until 4 a.m. on Saturday morning. Great time. But wake up Saturday disgustingly hungover. Probably the worst hangover I've had in about six months. Terrible. Terrible, terrible hangover. So I'm sleeping in all through the morning. About six months. Yeah, so <laughs> honestly, I'm dying. I'm truly dying. I have a terrible headache. Oh my. And How convenient. I, I, know, well, I know, right? Just perfect timing for what was about to happen, which is my doorbell ring. So my doorbell rings, and I'm like, ugh. What? So I get out of bed. I'm like, oh, fucking Jesus Christ. Ugh. And I and I, because it's like an intercom thing. I press it and I can't really see the screen. I haven't got my glasses on. And I'm like, Sumimasen, dare desu ka? Who is this? And they're like, Keisatsu, the police. Wow. I, like, I can I can imagine that sounding like kind of stern and terrifying. Like I'm boy, like, yeah. Oh, uh-oh. My mind is immediately like noise complaint. Like, it, it went straight to noise complaint. Like, I was like, that email yesterday, this is happening right now. Oh, fuck. I'm so hungover. And so my buddy is sleeping on the floor. So I'm like, Alan, Alan, get the fuck up. The police are here. He's like, what? I'm like, the police are here. I don't know what's happening. And he's like, ugh, hungover as well. So we both get up. Anyway, get dressed. You're forgetting that you both were half naked. Well, yeah, so... We were in pajamas, you know? Like uh, Yeah, fucking... uh, you were half naked. That's that's what that's what the story Yeah, okay, Matt. Said. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. All right. We... I just gotta tell the audience what I heard. Uh, all, right, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, sleeping in, you know, the old boxer shorts. Like the boys do. Ah, uh, nothing else, huh? Mm. Some socks. Not freaking <laughs> sandwiches. Some George socks. <laughs> Paint me like one of your French dads. <laughs> So I answer the door, and there are two police officers at my door. And I'm like, hi. By the way, this all is in Japanese. All happened in Japanese. Between me and Alan, we butchered our way through what the most insane three hours that just happened. <laughs> so the police are like, immediately, they're like, are you Liam? Uh, yes. Do you live here? Sanmaro Roku. 
306. Yes. They're speaking in English? No, all in Japanese. And I'm like, yes. And they're like, okay, so uh, we had a noise complaint from this building. And the noise complaint quoted your apartment specifically. They quoted your apartment, 306. And they said it sounded like a man and a woman fighting. Uh? And and it sounded like glass had been smashed. And that's where, like, the story just does not match at all. Well, exactly, right? Of course, I'm like, what the fuck? How the hell did did they hear glass? Yeah, so this is the thing, right? So I'm like, what the fuck? What? No, no, no. And they're like, immediately, they're like, Thursday, 1 a.m. What were you doing? And at the time, I was blanking because I was like, Thursday, 1 a.m.? I remember last week I was sick on Thursday from work. So I took the day off work because I was sick. And I was thinking Thursday. And I was thinking maybe I was watching like E3 stuff or something late at night or something. And I was completely blanking at that time. And they were like, oh, okay. Did you have a woman? And it changed. And they were like, did you have a woman here? And I was like. And and yeah, me and Matt both can tell you. And 10,000 audience members can reassure the police that there were no women in Liam's apartment that night. Right, yeah. So at that time, I blanked on what I was doing because they're saying Thursday, right? So they're like, did you have a woman here? And I was like, no. And they're like, are you sure? And I was like, yes. And they're like, do you have a girlfriend? I'm like, yes. How old is she? And then they just asked me so many questions like, where does she live? What does she do? And I'm like, she's this, 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 this. And they're like, was she here on Thursday or at all this week? And I'm like, no, she lives in Hyogo. I haven't seen her for like three weeks. And they're like, why are you in a relationship with somebody who is two hours away from you? I'm like, I don't know. I used to be closer, but then I moved to Kyoto. And they're like, just asking me so many questions about my girlfriend and, and about a woman being in my apartment. So this goes on for about half an hour. And, and grilling the relationship, apparently. God yeah. damn, Cobb. Su- Get off super, your back. Super, I mean, they, they got worse. But Ugh. it's at this point where they ask, can we come in to your apartment? And I'm like, my, like, my apartment's tiny, and it's had two dudes who just got incredibly drunk last night. It's a mess. But I'm like, sure, okay. So they just yeah. march on in, come in, and then they start searching everywhere for broken glass even in the bathroom even in the bathroom my bins under my bed they are checking my like balcony doors for like cracks and like pushing them to see if they've like been replaced or like broken or they're movable in any way checking everywhere for like glass i'm like what the fuck is going on and they're like, oh, they obviously don't find any broken glass. Thankfully, I haven't broken a cup or anything in recent times. So I got, that <laughs> would have sucked if I had. But there was nothing. And they're like, ah, oh, daijoubu, daijoubu. And they, once again, they asked me, what were you doing at Thursday at 1 a.m.? And at this point, I'm like, oh, I knew exactly what I was fucking doing. But for me, it's Wednesday when I start. It's the podcast. I was recording last week's episode, the E3 Spectacular. Mm, you have like two hours of al- more than two hours of alibi on exactly. file on but your computer because they they said Thursday at one a.m. My brain is like not putting it together because when when we start it's Wednesday right it's Wednesday for you two right now technically yeah. it is almost exactly Thursday one a.m. now for me but I don't think of it as like that I think I podcast every Wednesday night. But I'm like, I know exactly what I was doing. I was fucking podcasting. And these two police officers are like, 
Not what, the, what the fuck is podcasting? Nani this guy. I'm like, what is podcasting? I'm like, oh my god, this is embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, well, it's like internet radio and I talk about games and they're like, ah, ah, otaku desu ka? Like, are you an otaku? <laughs> I'm like, well, a little maybe. And then wow, like, ah, the police? And then they, they, they're asking Holy me loads of questions shit. like, do you make money? And all this kind of thing. Are you popular? <laughs> oh my God. And I'm like holding my microphone at them. And they're like, ah, you use this? And I'm like, yeah, this. And I then they're like, can you show us the show? And I'm showing them the show on my phone. And they're like, ah, that's your voice. And I'm like, no shit, Sherlock. Yes, I told you. Do they have podcast? Is podcast popular in Japan? Yeah, but these were old dudes. These were oh old. These were Oji San mm. policemen, and they called you an otaku. Ah, uh, they were like, ah, yeah, ha ha, Naruhodo, yeah. I'm like, we've got you, you weird little fuck. Oh wow. Yeah. So these two seem pretty content. They're like, this guy didn't do anything. It was a mistake. It's fine. So these two police officers are like, sumasen, sumasen, daijoubu, like kyotsukete, be careful next time, kind of thing, right? We're leaving. Mm. And then they leave, and me and Alan, my buddy, are like, <sighs> so hungover, so hungover. And we just had the weirdest Saturday morning. 20 minutes go by. Just imagine the SpongeBob narrator, like, 20 minutes later. Late there. Well, there's a knock at the door again, fellas. In the middle of you taking a dump or something like that, right? No. So <laughs> we, we were literally just about to go out and get somewhere to eat, because I desperately needed coffee to wake me the fuck up from what was happening. Um... And they knock at the door, and this time, there is uh, the two policemen from before, and they are with ten police officers. <sighs> ten. Fucking ten police officers. You're, you're, you're two, basically a rag doll uh, at that point. Two, two of them of which had hats <laughs> with, written in English, Special Investigations Unit. <laughs> Like some oh, anime. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't like, imagine the feeling of your stomach in that moment. Well, the guy is like, the, the Oji san, the old guy policeman, is like, ah, Sumasen, Liam san, eh, like, can we ask you some more questions, please? These guys wanna, these guys wanna ask you some questions. And immediately, this new police officer, this special investigations detective dude, is like, not here to be friendly. He's, he's the bad cop in this situation. He's the rudest motherfucker in, uh, like I've met in Japan. And he's straight into it. He's like, did you have a prostitute in your apartment? Did you have a woman in your apartment? Did you? Ha- it was your girlfriend here. Where does your girlfriend live? And he gets back on like the woman hype train. Like, like he's nailed me. He's like, you had a woman here, motherfucker. We're going to find out. I'm like, no, no, no. And he just like grills me again on like Ron. Like straight on my girlfriend's like. How long have you been together? Are you getting married? Is your relationship bad? Why don't you see each other? What is this? Like, blah, 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 blah. And he just goes on and on. And it's so much that I'm like, look, dude, do you want me to call her? And he's like, ah, Nihonji desu ka? Is she Japanese? I'm like, yeah, I told you. And he's like, yes. Like, call her immediately. And I'm like, oh, fuck, okay. So I call her. Thankfully, she picked up, which she never does. And I was like, I was like, yo, the police are here. Yo. Can you... Can you talk to them? And she's like, <laughs> "Really what? need a favor right now, girl." What the hell? What the hell's happening? I'm like, you know as much as I do right now. And I pass it, and she's like, "Okay." And so I pass it to him, and he just snatches it out of my hand, and he like fucks off out of the apartment, down the stairs, so I can't hear what he's talking about. 
And the other two police officers are like, ah, mate, mate, like, wait here. And I'm like, shit, okay. So I'm like here with Alan at the door. And this police officer is trying to talk to us about just like, ha, where'd you come from? Like typical Japanese old man talk, like same old shit. Where'd you come from? Ha, Manchester, ha, soccer, the ski, the Like, ah, oh, you like soccer, don't you? And it's like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. So anyway, oh the guy comes gosh. back. Yeah, right. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, just like bullshit talk to distract us while this guy's trying like to my girlfriend on the phone, right? And then he, the the band cop comes back with my phone and like he hands me the phone and he's like, "When is your girlfriend's birthday?" And I'm like, uh, "Oh no, March." Wow. Put, put, put the phone on mute, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like March. I'm like March something or other. Like I forgot what, specifically what day it was. <laughs> and um, he hands me the phone again, and then I hear it, and like Ran is like screaming. Ran's like, Liam, they're not real. That guy is the rudest policeman I've ever spoke to. There's no way he's real. I'm like, yes, they are. There's ten of them right here, right in front of me, with uniforms and guns and batons. They're real. She's like, something really strange is happening. I'm going to call the Kyoto HQ police department. I'm like, uh, uh, I need you right now. You know, your Japanese is better than mine. She's like, I'm going to find out what's happening. And she hangs up on me. And I'm like, oh, oh, great. My, my, my alibi for not beating women has just hung up on me. Fantastic. <laughs> so she hangs up. And then the guy is straight back on like, okay, so if you didn't have a woman here, what were you doing at Thursday at 1 a.m.? I'm like... Making the podcast. I was making a podcast, went dude. through this. And he's like, how, how can you prove it? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I have a, a Skype call log on <laughs> on my computer, and we shit on Skype all the time. We three have a disdain for Skype, but in the past week, I found a very new love for <laughs> for Skype. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I owe Microsoft one because I boot on my computer. I'm like, there, look, we started at whatever time it was. I can't remember what time it was, like. We started at freaking three minutes past 12, and we ended at 2.23 a.m., and we were on the call for two hours and 18 minutes no. with two of my friends. I, I, wasn't, uh, I wasn't doing anything, motherfucker. I wasn't doing anything. I need the details here. Like, where, did you have your, your laptop off, and you had to slowly boot it yes. up? And it wasn't, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh yes. And it was the long – and he's like – he's standing there, like, arms <laughs> folded – like and I'm like, please, for the love of God, boot up. Boo it dies. How, <laughs> how long into the whole exchange are we at this point? How many hours have passed since the first one? This is like two two hours and a half, maybe. Fucking yikes! Like it's so mm. slow. Japanese police are writing everything on paper. They're asking details and writing it down, and then we gotta do Japanese to English and English to Japanese, and it's like, oh. and like. That, and they were asking me questions about everything. Like, you know, have you had trouble with the police before? Why, why, why have you lived in like three different places in Japan? Why do you move around so much? I'm like, I'm fucking hell, man. They're like, what I'm job do you the have? the bodies. <laughs> exactly, right? They're like, you have a strange pattern, murderer. <laughs> so I'm like, look, 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 the Skype, uh, Skype is fine. And he's like, 
he looks at it, he checks, and he, he like takes over my mouse and he's scrolling. And I'm like, and he's like, he just says to everybody in the room, Awadi this. We're finished. We're finished here. <laughs> and he just he just he Come just storms out of the room, like out of the apartment, down the stairs. And the all of the other police officers follow him apart from the two who originally came. The first two, the the good cop. And then, so what happens is they all leave, and then the good cop starts to tell us what the fuck has been happening, which is that there was a murder in Kyoto. By the way, Japan is super fucking safe, don't worry about it. There was supposedly a murder in Kyoto (laughs) around my area on Thursday at around 1am, and that one of the only disturbance calls they got was the noise complaint about my apartment. But how the hell did they get the glass shattering from that? Like, that doesn't sound at so all this like is the thing, what we right? do. So this is the thing. That might have happened outside of the building. Obviously, oh. I record the podcast with headphones in, listening to YouTube Muppets yeah. talk all the time, right? Yeah, it could have could have been some, some piece of street equipment falling over. Well, it could, it could have also been the murder. I mean, I'm well, hearing or, 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 yeah, just like straight up... Could have been the, the actual, thing, right? but you, because you, you live with an earshot of the murder. Well, I it's Japan, man. Like, Holy shit! Or is it just even, that quiet? I wouldn't. I wouldn't even. Yeah, it is super quiet. That's the thing. Is that's why me talking quite loudly at one a.m. is an anomaly in the building. So whoever was creeping around thinking they're hearing sounds probably stalked out of their apartment heard me, like, laughing and screaming about how, like, Link's Awakening is going to be fucking baller. And he's like, <laughs> that guy's a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's a fucking criminal. Man, they don't play when it comes down to murder, do so, they? So, yeah, this guy's like, there was a murder, and we and we came here thinking that maybe you had murdered somebody and also <laughs> attacked your girlfriend. I'm like, fucking what? Like, this went like 100% flipped on its head at this point I'm like oh my god you nearly arrested me from like a, like potential murder like uh, yes yeah, so we'd been gathering some information but obviously there is no outstanding reports on you you have a clean record all this kind of thing so we didn't know what to expect so we originally came with a smaller amount of officers and then the special investigations unit wanted to find out more information so we came with more officers and I'm like yeah, okay. are you Fucking they, for real. Did they all take off their shoes before coming in? Yes, they did. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many shoes are outside of your door? Oh a lot. God. A lot. And then oh, Ran, good. my girlfriend calls me back. And the lady friend calls me. And he's like, Liam, Liam, they think you murdered somebody. I'm like, yeah, no shit. And then she's like. <laughs> They think maybe you murdered me as well. Oh. Ha 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 ha. I'm like, it's not fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's really Thanks not for funny. leaving me, woman. Yeah. Thanks for not helping. It's over. <laughs> I'm like half very relieved, so I'm laughing, but also like also seething with anger that she'd not helped me. <laughs> like, <laughs> you fucking dumbass. Oh, she's going to hear this and it's done. It's done. Good. It's over. You, you screwed up. <laughs> That's the anger but talking, yeah. Liam. So, uh, so after this point, the sober had almost been completely punched into me because it was the craziest two and a half hours of my life. 
Jesus Christ. And then we, me and Alan, we go out, we get, finally, I get my coffee, finally get some food, come back and we start playing some Smash to chill the heck out. And the bat- You start smashing? The bat- yeah. Half naked again? Yeah, uh, 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 you never miss a trick. You never miss a trick, do you, Matt? Liam's just so not amused. <laughs> so, the bad cop comes back an hour later. Oh my god, guys. And I'm like, oh no. Round three, oh, baby. No. But it's him on his own. So I'm like, ah. Maybe did, did he want he's been forced to apologize. Apologize! Because I think my girlfriend and her mother had made a complaint about him to the Kyoto HQ department because he was so rude. Uh-huh. Oh, he just spoke oh. in, you know, Japanese has Keigo and like all the different honorifics, right? And Right. So he spoke in like, like he was talking to a dog when he was talking wow. to me. Wow. He was talking to me like I had murdered somebody. Like I was the scum of the earth. That's how Dang. he was talking to me in Japanese. Wow. And, and that's how he was talking to like... <laughs> my girlfriend and stuff because he thought maybe she was a part of this whole thing and everything. So he was, he was talking disgusting basically. And he comes back and he's like very begrudgingly like, we're finished. We're done. You are okay. It's done. And I'm like, I hold out my hand to shake his hand and I like shake his hand going like, kawaii, so scary. (laughs) And he's not amused. I'm like trying to make a joke with him, like break the ice with the band cup. (laughs) And he just like puts back it, he puts his hat back on and fucks off. He's probably like one of those hardcore guys, man. He he doesn't like people murdering in his, in his, in his space. (laughs) It's probably because it's the only murder that's ever happened since he was a police officer. I can't believe that good cop, bad cop routines are actually a real life thing. You know, it may not be that. I don't think it was. I think he just was an asshole. Yeah. He he wasn't (laughs) specifically being a bad cop. He was just being a dick because he was a dick. He's probably upset. Like he, thankfully, he, he doesn't speak English. So if he listens to this episode, he will have no idea. <laughs> I called him that. <laughs> if he listens to it. this episode, man, that's that's dedication right there, man. That's <laughs> well. It should also help the investigation because the last episode is exactly what Liam was doing during the questionable times. Seriously, if I'm going down for murder. You two and all of the 10,000 people who la- listened to last week's episode, you're all going down with me. That's okay. I just, <laughs> I, I'll go down with you. <laughs> this is also like, like a kind of like frustrating reminder of just how d- 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 xenophobic Japan can be a lot of the times. Well, you say that, but then I saw the video of the Phoenix Police Department thing the other oh, day. God. Oh, and God. I, I no, watched that. saying that, that we're any better. No, 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 but I watched that. And I was like, man, my my Saturday was crazy and rough, but it is so much worse in other places. Did, did they take out their guns and point them to your face? Screaming in my face? Did they point them at your girlfriend's face? in my head? No. No, <laughs> so they didn't. you have two kids running around and them telling them the calm down? Did you have civilians even telling the cops to, like, chill? Because the cops were doing too, being too rowdy, did they tell you that they're gonna bust a cap in your ass? Did a cop tell you that shit? <laughs> because they're fucking hood, fucking fucking thugs. Yeah. Oh my freaking gosh! What is wrong with people? 
why do they give people these types of people guns? Ah, oh. oh my I, god. I I hate to be this real. But the only time in my life I've ever really had to deal with asshole cops was in Japan. Mm. Like, like, yeah, as 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 a middle class white guy, I think I I can clar- clarify and verify that I probably have had a different experience than 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 others. And and it's in Japan where it feels like you get a little taste of what that's like as, as Yeah, a white I'm not gonna guy. say it's comparable in any way, but you definitely feel like uh one wrong move and you're 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 fucked. Yeah, which they can do, right? Like how how many rights do you actually have as an expat over there who's well, not the thing a, is, I don't official know. citizen? I do know two things though. One is Japanese police can hold you for thirty days, no questions asked. Okay, oh, bye job. Damn. Yeah, and also they have a 99% conviction rate. Okay, that basically means probably corruption. Whoa. How the hell does the math on that check out? <laughs> so, whoa, Liam, whoa. So, God, yeah, that pisses me off. It can, it can go pretty bad. It's <laughs> like, like, it's laughable now, but like, on Saturday, no, it's everything, no. is, everything is running through my head like... Am I gonna? Well, at the beginning, I'm like, am I gonna lose my job? Like, what is happening right now? And I'm Everything thinking, was no, going no, no, so no, no. Well. Like, it's fine, right? I'm thinking, it's fine, it's fine. Like, you two could have been witnesses in a trial, right. and also there are cameras all over my building. There's stuff to prove that I definitely was doing. And I'm like, it, it, there's irrefutable proof that it doesn't matter what they would have charged me with, I would have easily gone out of it, right? And they could but then still you're thinking, do well, that. reality isn't really like that. Yeah. And I'm like, what if it goes really badly? Like, like even if you're innocent, cops are still a very dangerous thing to be around, kids. So, that was my weekend. So, <laughs> <laughs> so don't worry. Well, one other thing that they also shouldn't worry about is is panicking to skip the silly commercial this week because we have a real one that you should listen to. You should listen to because it directly supports your dads and sons. You know, guys, do you remember the Discovery Channel? Yes. And I mean Discovery Channel before shows like American Chopping and Dadliest Catch. I mean how it used to be. With all those documentaries about super interesting educational topics like space probes and Stephen Hawking's personally favorite places. Not really, because I'm British. Well, now you can too with Curiosity Stream, a subscription <laughs> streaming service that's sponsoring this week's podcast. Thanks, Curiosity stream thanks why thank you so george tell me what we have on the curiosity stream man with over 2400 documentaries and non-fiction titles from a lineup of legit production houses including public broadcasters such as pbs and the bbc you can watch richard Feynman scream in a room by himself in the wacky 1981 the pleasure of finding things out or you can learn about how paying taxes and cleaning up the environment actually helps secure long-term sustainable profits for big evil corporations in conscious capitalism. I love capitalism. That's why we're doing a sponsorship. That's right, Liam. Curiosity Stream is like having old Discovery Channel back again, but at the starting cost of just $2.99 a month. Oh my god. Uh, that's that's actually pretty cheap. For dads, sons, mothers, and daughters, the first 31 days are going to be completely free if you sign up at curiositystream.com slash curiousgeorge and use the promo code curiousgeorge. <laughs> 
<laughs> what? <laughs> oh, never putting you in charge again. Once again, that URL is curiositystream.com slash curiousgeorge for a free month. After that, <laughs> it's only $2.99 a month. Thanks again, Curiosity Stream. Arigato. Curious George? <laughs> Thanks. I played Cadence of Hyrule. Yo. And how weird is that to go from that? Because Cadence of Hyrule is, is, is... Should we all say, like, our one-word description of what we think the game is on a 3-2-1 countdown? Great. <laughs> I, just knew, I just knew I could push his buttons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I beat it. I beat it. I beat it real quick. Like, real quick. I was it like, is oh, a short it's game. done. Yeah, it geez, is a short I, game. you guys, like, like zipped in and out of this thing. It, I, it, 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 it was a good, like, three sittings for me. I want to say, like, seven hours-ish is what it feels like. My final time was four and a half hours, and I did it in one sitting. Yeah, when to be fair, I did a co-op. Oh, I, I didn't play the co-op mode. I didn't know it was co-op. I was like, oh snap. That's cool. I Yeah. You know what I like about this game is that it it's so rewarding to play every 30 minutes. Like it's they constantly give you power-ups. It re, it rewards you for your time. It doesn't waste your time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a short experience, it's done, and you feel good about it. It doesn't have to and, be nine hours. And yet it feels big. It like, does. Like, this is this is scope and pacing that is perfect for the amount of mechanics they have to offer. And it, it makes it feel bigger than the actual clock on, on, on your watch is going to read. And that's such a cool feeling. Mm, yeah, I agree that it feels big in the sense of that the world, the map of the game is big. But I don't think it feels big, big. Like, content full big. I feel like it feels replayable, but I don't think that necessarily oh, yeah. to big. Your, oh, you your wanted whole more. Overworld is is randomized. You get a different yeah. overworld if you play it again. And each each time you enter a dungeon, it's random. I was uh, trying to figure out if it was completely random or if they like flip ninety degrees when no, it's when it's random, the... but they have rules, of course. And 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 those rules are are. Uh... Pretty, pr- pretty darn great. I don't know if... Wait, no, actually, I'm pretty sure both of you guys played the previous Necrodancer game. No. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, I did Matt, not we were... like that rhythm stuff, man. Oh, and well, I did... still don't, but this game is cool. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, it's funny, you... I constantly missed a beat. Constantly. Yeah. I felt like by the end it became second nature and I just got really used yeah. to it. Like for, like, for anybody who's wondering, straight off the bat, Cadence of Rule is like half of the difficulty of Crypto and Necrodancer. The the original game was way harder. Yeah, it's not even close to being as tough as Crypto and Necrodancer. Up to and including there not being you retrying after death like in this one. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. is uh, definitely a lot easier. It's got that Nintendo touch in, in multiple ways. But one it, being the price. <laughs> it took me a while to... Um, yeah, I don't know, like you guys, I'm so satisfied with like what I got out of it. So okay, um, thing is, one of the one of the reasons why I'm guessing it might have taken me longer than you guys is that there are a lot of collectibles to get out there, and they're like meaningful. They they really help you out. Like, uh, I think the long shot was was a totally optional thing. I, it felt like I just wandered onto in the overworld. You map. mean the hook shot? The long shot. The the that's an upgrade. There is a long shot, yes. The golden one, right? Yes. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Which is an upgrade for the hookshot. Yes. Okay, yeah. No, I got everything bar one item. 
I didn't get all the bottles. I didn't get the flippers. It, it's because it's because um, one of them is really hidden. The other ones are pretty open. But there's one. I, I think it's randomized. I'm pretty sure it's randomized. Um, but like uh, I found mine under a little sliver. Like there's two cliffs, and there's like a little sliver of dirt in between those two cliffs, and you had to dig through them. And then you find it in that little little section right there. It was it was it was nuts. They really hide those really uh really deep. So I'm surprised deep. by how they managed to randomly generate pieces of, of terrain that actually feels fun and, and tight and rewarding to explore and uncover. Cause like just like in Link to the Past when you're ten years old, like it felt like every other screen I wanted to stop and investigate, and there was something good to find whenever I did that. I love it. I love the fact that it has almost the same rule for every screen, which is as soon as you go in there, start dancing, kill everything. Once you've killed everything, you can tell that it you've killed everything. Like it's very clear. You've done this screen now. It gives you the diamond. And then the last thing you do is search for that little extra that is in every yeah. screen, whether it's a chest or a bombable wall or some stairs. You search for the extra, you do that, come out, that screen's done. I love that. I really and like that almost checklist approach to every screen in it. For the first half of the game, the difficulty curve was also in a really nice place. It felt like every single heart and rupee that you dig up is meaningful. And that's that's yeah. something that's, that Zelda's coming back to and that I'm was loving the, it. That was the thing I wanted to talk about was that for me, like in the beginning, it was it was still quite tough. Like to get into yeah. it, like the rhythm and stuff, it, it becomes difficult. You know, you die a couple of times. You, you're trying to get the enemy patterns down and stuff like that. And, like, it carried a, a nice curve for a while, and everything meant a lot. Like, every time you got a container piece and you could buy them after you died and stuff like that with the diamonds, felt like a nice curve. And there was just a moment where I got a mace and, like, <laughs> an upgrade. I got a mace that allowed me to, like, swing around corners. The, the L shape The L shape mace, right? Yeah. But I, I got it infused with obsidian. And also, I got a ring that allowed me to do a dash after a kill. So I and, would just... And did, did, did you just feel like the top of the world? I just would keep pressing down, and I would move, kill something, move, like, dash, kill something, dash, kill something. And I was just like a fucking non-stop killing dancing machine. And from that point, which was like maybe th two temples in, it would, the rest of the game was so easy. Difficulty curve was upside down for me too, but I still had to at least pay attention. I I think you could get cocky and then you would die and you would lose all your rupees. There was a point where I had like three thousand rupees. Oh yeah, yeah. The rupee yeah. difficulty curve is super upside. And you down. get rupees, you lose all your rupees when you die. So I'm like, but well, it doesn't got, matter. Well, if I've got three thousand of them, I've not died for a long time. You only need them for health potions, which yeah. basically break the you game. Barely need. Sometimes you go into a shop and you haven't got a shovel because you might have died, and you're like, "Well, gotta buy a shovel." The the hover boots, hover boots, are something I did a lot of trips back and forth for too. How how hmm. do you guys feel about it as a Zelda game? Oh my god, I was having the time. So I was expecting it to be a Crypt of the Necrodancer game. But the process of discovering that it was 
like structured and and laid out and had had a content uh pacing that that followed the structure more so of a Zelda game was was fun like that process of exceeding your expectations nowadays that that we're always on social media all the time and have things spoiled for us that doesn't happen very often and it was absolutely delightful to pick this thing up and experience something that was far far beyond what i thought i was going to be getting for 25 bucks yeah it did seem really nice for it because it just sort of got announced then they didn't tell anybody anything about it you just had to kind of imagine the two in your mind, like... Which is still a good Minish thing cap. to imagine. And the Minish Cap, and, like, Between Two Worlds, and A Link to the Past, crossed with Crypt of the Necrodancer. How the fuck is that gonna work? And then, like, <laughs> boom, it comes out, and everybody, you know, gets opportunity to play it at the same time. And you're like, oh, wow. Everybody's experiencing it together. It's pretty amazing. It reminds me of, of the first week of Undertale, when people didn't know what they were going to get. And that's happening less and less these days. I think with all these, uh, you know, sort of surprising out, like a lot of game companies now are like, and it comes out today. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of that, like, in the industry right now. And I feel like that keeps alive the sort of spirit of everybody f- discovering things at the same time. And Crypto yeah. um, Cadence of Hyrule is definitely like the most recent example of that. I I guess for me, because I'm a little bit different from you guys, I did not want to do any of the dancing. I just uh, wanted to play I just wanted to play a regular game. Um Did you I turn it to fixed beat mode or did you just I play tried it? it and it was there was no point to it. <laughs> Is it just no, you still have to keep some kind of rhythm, don't you? Yeah, it just doesn't have no to be to the it. rhythm. No, it's, yeah. a, it's isn't it just that it doesn't change the tempo at all? It just has like whatever the normal tempo is and it stays throughout that. Throughout the different game, through the different areas, the tempo changes and that's what, it, you know, it goes slower, it goes faster. I think on fixed beat mode, you obviously still have to dance. It's just that the tempo never changes. So it's always that solid, consistent timing. Yeah, it is not, for me, it's nah. Uh, there's no point. I might as well play it the regular way. And it, in the beginning, it was tough. Um, I died a few times, and once I got the broadsword, that was it. I kind of won yep. the game, and that was that- satisfying to play. It was really satisfying to play after the broadsword. Um, and uh, I don't know. like It got impossible to kind of die, especially with the health potions as well. But I never... like. Um, I would say half the time I got like um, multiple diamonds at the end of the screen. Not all the time. And still I had a crap ton of diamonds, like over 100 diamonds. So I would say for people who out there who think that, you know, the rhythm thing is not their thing and they may not be able to enjoy it, it's still pretty good. It's still pretty good. Very rewarding. And you, it's, it's definitely not like a super hard game um no, it's a challenging if you, game, if you sleep on it you know, <laughs> if you don't recognize that you're getting hit then yeah you're gonna die yeah i think i think it's just a challenging game it's 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 a game that expects stuff out of you like the dancing is something where you always have to be on it like always on it 
And that can be a bit exhausting to begin with. You're like, oh, always pressing the button. Always yeah. pressing the button. And then you have button. to do it across like screens that you, long screens that you don't want to clear. Has you already cleared before and you have yeah. to press it. Press it. Well, you can press warp. it, and you, you can't can do it at some point, which is pretty good. Like it allows you to just warp, yeah, to certain places, which gets really handy. But yeah, it can be annoying when you you're in like a dungeon that has a really slow tempo, like the Gerudo Valley one, where it's like just in ridiculously slow, and it's like dun 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 dun, dun and you're like, ah, come on, move faster, and then you're just like hammering it. And it's like miss beat, miss beat, miss beat, and you're like. Rah! Yeah, I, I, I don't. It can be like frustrating. That, that was a very small percentage of the experience for me. I actually really yeah, liked so. how if if you clear out every enemy, it turns the whole tempo thing off, so you can just press and hold a button yeah, so you and can move dash in that direction. Yeah. And that gives you a real great incentive to actually want to kill all the monsters and, oh, and engage like, with the game. That's game's the best combat. part of the game. Clearing the screens is the best part of the game. That's what I like. It's so really fun. That's what I like about it. I, I relish going into a new area and all of the enemies respawning and being like, fuck yeah, I'm going to kill all you guys again. Yeah, there are just like two aspects to this that I really want to hammer home. And like one is that game feel, like how fun it feels to hammer out the combat in this thing. Because I, oh God, I, I'm really interested to know how differently it feels like going through Matt's head, right? Because the rhythm of the experience is so important for me enjoying this game. Because if I really get into the zone, like, there is this electrifying energy that yes. pulses through my fingers. Yeah. Where my brain is thinking to the music, my fingers are tapping to the music. The game is is playing out to the music, and I'm having to make strategic, tactical decisions of, like, camping myself around a corner and setting up traps to the music. That's such a different way of thinking about about video game moves that that i i love it i love the refreshing feel that was going through my brain yeah when you went to that flow state and like you see like the electric animations over the triforce for the the and and it all just snaps and And you actually are dancing yeah and you're just killing everybody and you're just doing it in such a fluid motion ah it's so so good that is when that game is best but it, I'm I'm amazed to find that Matt just liked it, even with that being an issue for him. That tells you kind of how strong that the game is on its own anyway. And it's also just like a really well-designed Zelda clone, as it should be, as it is advertised and named. It picks up the theme of Zelda and ends up creating an overworld exploration game with the sense of danger and item management and, like, cute charm. Like, I feel like with Zelda games, I know what I'm going to find in the bottom of caves these days. Maybe they'll be dampy, digging graves. Maybe they'll be a Kakariko windmill guy spinning a music box. But here, with the theming here, you have fun music puns that makes some really surprising uh, little bits of humor out there to discover. Like, oh, the bosses were... were Remember the oboe? There's a giant oboe oboe man. Where's the oboe? And uh, the the way they have the difficulty tuned connected to the, the mechanics means that there's a sense of danger and stakes. And that's... Oh, that's great, too. You know... How in like Dark Souls, when you gotta walk slow with your lantern out, and and in Link Between Worlds, you walk slow with with your shield out when you go into a cave. It's it's so great having caves feel dangerous again. <laughs> it's a good game. Like if you can tell, it's a good game. And uh, yeah, 
massive congratulations to Ryan and the team at Brace Yourself Games. Obviously, Crypto and Necrodancer was a hit anyway, but they seem to have nailed it out of the... They've nailed it out of the park with Cadence of Hyrule, and I hope it does open the door for more opportunities of Nintendo working with indies Mm -hmm. to create some special stuff like Mm this. Oh, it's so nice. It's so nice having this be the first one out, too. Like, what a way to set a great precedent for this whole endeavor. And I think it shows some incredibly, incredibly good, like, people are just going to be, like, barking on at me about Nintendo, but Nintendo are the ones that decided on this project. Like, it shows incredible initiative from Nintendo, especially the Japanese side, which is, I, I know, uh, is the team they worked with, is that they were like, Crypto the Necrodancer, that's a great game. You know, maybe we could do something with that. And then being <laughs> like, I'm reaching out to like, Brace Yourself Games and being like, ah, Let's do this. <laughs> it's so strange, yet such great initiative to think that yeah. that would work. It it really does make sense to me. It's super easy to imagine j- the Japanese audience loving this thing, like where rhythm games have more of a ho- foothold and where uh, gameplay gimmicks and mechanics are, are a little more important. This this fits right up everyone's alley. It's it's one of the greatest crossover ideas that I think they could have come up with with. Like, outside of Shovel Knight being a Zelda 2 clone, I, I don't know where else, what other better ideas there are out there that they really could be mining here. Shovel Knight is way better than Zelda 2. Don't, don't you even... But they could do a spinoff. I don't know. Maybe they're keeping it under wraps for a really long project that might take, like, f- half a decade to put together. Because didn't Crypt of the Necrodancer come out in, like, 2016-ish? Maybe even slightly earlier? No, it was earlier than that. It's been around for a while now. I think it was 2014, maybe. Jesus Christ. So they've been working on Cadence of Hyrule for years and haven't no, said... No, no, they haven't. I don't think really? they have. Actually, I know how long they worked on Cadence of Hyrule, but I don't know if I'm actually allowed to say, so I'm not going to say. Well, that colors it as more surprising. Like, like I'm hoping that more companies do this um, Sonic Mania approach where they hire from the fan communities because they also commissioned from the fan communities to uh, uh, fan musicians like, like Family Jewels... Yeah, um, a lot, a lot of the uh, Cadence of Hyrule team are actually the Sonic Mania team. Oh, yeah, I think there's some crossover with the pixel artists. Yeah, like the artists, and I think some of the musicians as well. Pa- Paul Vlier from from Vlambeer. No, yeah, I think he worked on Sonic Mania as well. It, it was it was great. It was literally like a coming together of some very talented people who are obviously major fans of these franchises just like we were when we were young and have the ability to now do these games justice. And in a weird way, I think this is kind of indicative of like who should be making these franchises anyway cuz okay, this is this is It's a weird different. One, but... It's different. I don't think like I I think it's two different questions, right? Like could Brace Yourself Games make a really good Zelda? No. Could they make a really good Crypt of the Necrodancer sequel with Zelda artwork, with Zelda-inspired themes? Yes. Yes, they could. And and I, But I feel like giving the franchise over to younger developers who grew up playing it, rather than developers who, who were making it back in the 80s and might have uh, passed on to, to other 
uh, interests in life. Like those who grew up with it, it kind of has a more permanent place in their heart. Like it's something that was there since before they were born. For sure. It feels more permanent. For sure. Don't get me wrong. I, I agree with you, but I feel like talking about Sonic Mania compared to like Mario and Zelda is a bit different because it is. Sonic sucks. And well, Sonic, Mania, Sonic was great. Mania doesn't. Yeah. And Sonic but Mario sucks. and Zelda haven't really dipped in quality. So Okay, okay. The, the main thing I want to bring out is that like mainline Sonic games made by Japanese core teams tend to have the camera in a place where my eyes have never been when I'm playing a Sonic game, and that is towards the second third of the screen. And Sonic, Sonic sucks. Media I don't know. I, yeah, I agree with you. Like, like you're playing the same kind of Sonic game, but in a different level design that has you anticipating things that come up with enough of a reaction window to dodge them. And yeah. it feels like, like it was made by someone whose face was at that part of the screen rather than the developer who was panning the, the camera around to, for, for engine optimization and technology I, reasons. I 100% agree with you, but my, that's my point is that Sonic, the difference, the disparaging difference between Sonic and Sonic Mania is massive because Sonic is bad and Sonic Mania was a good game. Whereas Crypt of the Necrodancer isn't, uh, I mean, Cadence of Hyrule is a Crypt of the Necrodancer game with Zelda inspirations, right? It's not actually a Zelda game. It's not the Legend of Zelda Cadence of Hyrule, is it? It's Cadence of Hyrule, a game spin-off based on Zelda. I don't think if you asked Brace Yourself Games to make a Zelda game, like a Zelda game, like Sonic Mania Team were asked to make a Sonic game, that it would turn out the same. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, I, 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 I do. I, I just think that, like, Having and, having it circulate between different people of different generations is going to keep fresh ideas going that have some insight that the original developers aren't going to have. Well, it's funny you say that because Nintendo have a lot of young employees. It's just the way the Japanese companies work is you don't hear about those guys until they're older. Yeah, Splatoon was was what the first original IP they had rolled out in in, in a very long time, something like eight years. Yeah, and then you think about all the stuff they've done since then, like Arms and Splatoon and like Xenoblade being on on uh, you know like a first party studio from Monolith and stuff like that. They they're trying. They've done some cool stuff. And now Cadence of Hyrule. And now Cadence of Hyrule is out there. It's a, it's a good time to own a Switch. Real good time. George. Boom, boom. We have some news about that thing that guy made once that came from the moon. Uh, yeah, the magical <laughs> stork game what? that spontaneously existed and wasn't made by, by a weird trolls Swedish on man. Twitter. <laughs> Minecraft Story Mode is a game that was made by Telltale Games and not a weird Swedish man. And Telltale Games has closed down. I'm sure you heard a lot about it. It was a big ordeal. Uh, no one really knows who has the rights for, for Minecraft Story Mode at the moment. It could be Microsoft. It could be Mojang. It might be whoever is keeping the lights on at Telltale because, I mean, their website is still online. And whoever that is, or whoever at least controls their Facebook account, made a post in questionable English saying that for players of Minecraft Story Mode on Xbox 360 only, those games will no longer be supported via the necessary game servers. The language did not clarify whether that meant, like, online customer support or updates or just being able to download it at all. Um, 
All of Minecraft Story Mode content was removed from sale on each digital storefront ahead of that happening. In the process of removing these items for sale on the Xbox 360 platform only, existing Minecraft Story Mode players became unable to download their remaining episodes. That's 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 their grammar in their <laughs> post on the official Minecraft Story Mode Facebook account right now these days. <laughs> Quote, so to exist existing customers, wait a second, quote, so to assist existing customers, (laughs) yeah, my bad on that one, all the downloadable episodes for the two Minecraft Story Mode titles are temporarily relisted, but to deter new purchases, they will be relisted at a very high price, exclamation point, the price shown is a real list price, please do not buy the content, if you do, you will be charged the amount shown. Quote. You've got to be kidding me. Come on. So the implication, what what I can gather here, what it looks like what's happening is that whoever's in charge of Minecraft Story Mode right now is was unable to fandangle the Xbox 360 marketplace into having a grace period for customers who had previously bought these games and need to re-download them before they're taken offline, but they can't do that. They can't have them on the servers privately. It has to be publicly listed, available for sale. And so the sale price right now is $100. And, like, this is real. This is a real thing. You will be charged $100 for buying an episode of Minecraft Story Mode. But no one can... No one has gone out and said where that money is actually getting funneled to at the moment. It's getting funneled to someone who doesn't want to deal with it. Because <laughs> this is the first time in recent memory where where the game company doesn't want you to buy the products that they're putting in for sale out on the shelves. It's, it's weird, because you say that, but a hundred dollars. Yeah, that's like weirdly doable. Isn't that isn't that yeah that is a weirdly doable price they're like haha yeah we totally wink wink raise the price to a maximum you shouldn't wink wink buy it but they didn't set it to like ten thousand dollars yeah why wouldn't you set it to an absurd amount like i I guess it's a very delicate balancing act like how much of a dick do you want to look like to to the potential customers It's a rock in a hard place, I guess. <laughs> it's fucking bizarre wow. and hilarious. And it just like, oh, man, the future we're headed to is goddamn silly. <laughs> wow. Oh, boy. So until people figure <sighs> out who's allowed to sell Minecraft Story Mode after the end of the month... Um, at least on Xbox 360 and not the other platforms. <laughs> I of wonder if like the other platforms. Not is there an Xbox One version? Is what it, I, I, I really is, want. Yeah. I, I really want to know what this looks like behind the scenes. Like if there's just a web page they press a button on and that button's just not there for for the Xbox 360 version of of the whatever system they use to to manage store storefront. Prices and listings. Anyways, <clears throat> uh, another another news story. Well, that we have this week is is in regards to Cyberpunk twenty seven. Some more E three details coming out. Twenty seven. Cyberpunk, C- Cyberpunk twenty seven. Cy- the twenty seventh game in the we, Cyberpunk. We've literally series. got eight years until that reality comes true. Uh, skill up. 
YT, a channel who had access to the CDPR team for interviews at E3, has uh, apparently now been allowed to tell us that Keanu is not some random cameo. He's your sidekick for the entire game, and he lives inside of your character's head. How could the sidekick be better than you? By being Keanu Reeves. Like, he's way better than your character. Keanu is going to be playing yeah, Johnny. It is a little disappointing that you can't just play as Keanu. But then it's first person, you wouldn't get to see Keanu's face. But, yeah, I feel like having Keanu just, like, whisper things in my ear as, like, neo-80s techno music plays in the background might be more immersive than, than like, trying to look cool while not being able to because your frame is too thin. So I saw a video, I was watching a video of somebody at E3 and there was like posters with a guitar and a hand and it said silver hand. Mm -hmm. And so I'm guessing Keanu's character is like a a, a rock star or something. Yep. Yep. Keanu plays Johnny Silverhand, a a, a freedom fighter rock star type who has a band that you uh, can hear the character listening to in some of the trailers. (gasps) Does Keanu sing? Oh my god, actually yes, I think Keanu might be singing. You know, don't want to confirm, don't want to say, but I did read in, in when doing research and bullet points for, for this news story that you can hear music by Johnny Silverhand, and if Johnny Silverhand's played by Keanu, then maybe? I don't know. I feel like that's such a like podcast... Co- the speculation seems solid, but I cannot confirm. We need to get Keanu on the show to confirm. Yeah. He's into video games now. I'll I'll send him an email. So <laughs> that'll be the Johnny, first email you've ever sent, buddy. Other Whoa. other interesting thing going on Ooh. is that Johnny Silverhand dies in some of the earlier cyberpunk materials that take place before this one does. So he's going to be some kind of ghost. He's going to be some kind of cyber ghost inside your head. Oh, ah, so you're going to take like his memory chip out or some shit? Yeah, some yeah, some rad cyberpunk shit. He uploaded oh, his personality okay. into a, That's into why a little mini cassette. That, okay. Yep. Yeah, because he's also existing inside of the ones and zeros on the cyber. Do you know what would be amazing? I would love it if CD Projekt Red had the balls to be like, you know, the scene from the E3 trailer where like it's it pans up and it's Keanu. And he takes his sunglasses off and he's like, mm-hmm. "We got a city to burn." <laughs> if that like the next five seconds of that trailer was him getting shot in the head immediately and <laughs> dying in front of you. <laughs> and just like re-uploading himself just is, like, is a cyber like, ghost. Oh who- shit! It's Keanu, and then just somebody comes along and pumps a bullet in his head, and you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> That'd be great. The first, the first thing that his cyber ghost says when when he gets uploaded into your brain after the murder is just "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa." Uh, you guys want to do some more fun speculation about a thing that's not out? That no. We can't confirm or no. deny the the fishy details that are coming out from interview snippets. Not all the Pokemon <laughs> are in, in in the Pokemon game that's coming uh, out. Yeah. The Pokemon, are, are and that's like, another thing that can be talked about that doesn't matter really until it comes out and we see the list. That that is set to to drop uh, a lot sooner than than the the untitled uh undated Breath of the Wild sequel. Mm. 
which, however, is supposed to be having the same Hyrule map as the last game. They're also going to be using the same director. Game Informer had some interview quotes from AGA Anuma on it, saying that we wanted to create a continuation because I wanted to revisit that Hyrule again and use that world again while incorporating new gameplay and new story. Why which... would you not? Like, why would you not? You spent seven years making it. It's an incredible map. You it's just... called laziness, Liam. There's it's a called lot laziness. of no, emptiness you can't, you can't, in that map. You can't talk that shit to me. <laughs> I actually make games. It's bullshit. There's bullshit. a lot of unused space. A lot of suspiciously large trees. A I'm lot of holding fuck, up. Come over there and kill you, Matt. I'm going to be a real Laziness. <laughs> So one of the things I was hoping for is that they would actually go for a smaller map with the sequel and build it taller, not wider. Because that's what I wanted to see more in Breath of the Wild were uh, tighter, crowded villages and towns with side quests. And I, when, when I first heard this news, I was like, uh, well, but the more I thought about it, it could work. There's a lot of ruins. I don't know if you guys have played it recently, but if you look out for them, there are ruins everywhere. Well, you've got to think as well, right? Breath of the Wild wasn't made for the Switch. It was oh, made for yeah. the Wii U. In the in the almost three years with which the Nintendo Switch has been out, think about how how well they will have been learning to optimize that thing. Think about Mario Odyssey, think about Mario Kart 8, which also was a Wii U game, but how fantastic those games looked. And think about everything they could do that they were hampered by making a Wii U port of the game that was exactly the same as the Switch version, and now they're not tethered to that. And they also have a backlog of a lot of stories that they're sitting on. Uh, well, I, yeah. I, I'm... I mean, nobody plays Zelda for a story, so... What? No, I loved the, the, when I was a kid. What? The Ocarina, everyone was so cute and charming. I loved those characters. I wanted to see them have a good day. And you do. Just very bad bones, as always. Cadence of Hyrule has more story than most Zelda games. In modernity, like the recent Zelda games have been thematically weak, but but in like the turn of the millennium when the N64 era, Ocarina and Majora have really, really fleshed out subtext and, and implications. Yeah, and, Majora and maybe. Not Ocarina of Time. Majora does. Well, I I Ocarina I has want... a little bit of story. I want to play a Breath of the Wild with good side quests. I want to I want to find stuff at the end of caves that feel dangerous that's not a Korok seed or a collectible. I want to I want to feel feel some some human connection with with the characters of this world they're living in and that it's it's a format <laughs> and an engine for a game that can suit that very very well. I don't see yeah, why not. There's just that have great like the you know like the the ninja hideout dudes and the fun boss fight at the end of that like have more of stuff like that. There was some good interplay going on with the Yaiga clan in Kakariko <laughs> Village, but the other towns in Breath of the Wild were suspiciously absent of a degree of side quest storytelling you usually get from Zelda games. And I'm hoping that they go in that direction with this one. I'm hoping that they fill those ruins up, rebuild those, rebuild those ruins, repopulate Hyrule, make Hyrule great again, and fill it with side quests. I want Link <laughs> to die, and we just play a Zelda to save the world. Okay. I want some Side deep note. stuff. I want some like, some like Uncharted, some some Last of Us deep beginnings, some Ori in the Blind Forest type stuff. Link dies, and you know, Zelda <laughs> takes up the, the Master Sword. 
Side, side note, going back to Cadence, I fucking love how, like, the first Western, like, kind of fan creator made spinoff Zelda is one that has you playing as Cadence and Zelda probably more often than Link, and how it, it like, straight up has you jumping into the shoes of, of these, like, way more feminine heroes. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So... Well- it's going to be like three years until the game comes out. If we're three lucky. years so ish, something might as well like that. Not speculate. Um. Th- well, this also explains why there's not as much DLC coming out for Breath of the Wild as, as people thought, because they're saving it for the sequel. But Nintendo Which... don't release a lot of DLC anyway. Splatoon Two is massively popular, yet they haven't. Re- they they're not pumping out shit for that every week. Like Nintendo have a plan and they execute on the plan, and then that's it. If they, really were sitting, if they were sitting on a backstory of, like, extra campaigns and, and side quests that they were going to release as DLC, but are saving for the sequel, I could still hold my... cross my fingers and, and hope for the best. For a flying plane next time. We got no a motorcycle. Motorbikes. Planes. A Sheikah plane. A Sheikah plane. Your slate tablet just evolves into a plane, or your horse just transforms into a plane. Yeah. I'm, I'm down with that. It'll be like Final <laughs> Fantasy 15 when your car can fly, right? For some reason, my brain instantly imagined Epona's face like morphing into a wince of pain <laughs> as these disgusting, gory Resident Evil wings like spurted out of its side and, and it painfully writhed into the hey, air. You've seen the Breath of the Wild 2 trailer. That is Epona transforming into a plane. <laughs> that grotesque zombie thing at the end. Like, like a Resident Evil kind of transformation scene is what I'm... <laughs> mm. Well, guys, as we promised, not but an hour ago, we're gonna we're gonna return to the Twitter sphere to end this week's show instead of the long form questions. We will return to that next week. So, if you want more fleshed out questions, more fleshed out answers, send emails to dansonspodcast at gmail In the meantime, we're gonna delve back into the hundreds, the plus of. Question sent for the tweet this week. Uh, let's one. start with Read why is one. YouTube George an incredible journalist while podcast George is a screeching sociopath? Because <laughs> I got time to write a script and fact check it. Yep. <laughs> Matt, do you have any insight into this? Yeah, that's that's basically it. it that's that's the reason why um, you'll see a lot of uh, artists music artists their their work is different from when you're having a conversation with them or you see them in an interview yeah that's that's the profession it's it's the job this is so much more casual and unprofessional there is a lot of game devs like that yeah sometimes you just want to poop on the mic and relax and chill you know you don't have to be this like i'm a journalist and this is who i am certainly we certainly poop on the mic a lot. Squeeze it into the, the fuzz. Poop. On the <laughs> definitely mic. poop on the mic. I definitely poop on the mic. Oh, that, that question, <laughs> by the way, was from Andre R. Joe. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't mention. Let's go I'm to the next right one, now. which is from <laughs> Spaced Andy. Yeah. What, what was the game that really got you into gaming way back when? First game I got seriously hooked on was Mario 3. Mine was Ocarina of Time, when I really got mm-hmm. hooked on video games. And you'd think people don't play it for the story. You were ad- they're such great characters for for like kids. Um, I, I don't deny that. What about you, Matt? The first game I played was 
when my mom bought a Nintendo for my birthday and I played Ninja Turtles with like a, with game. a neighbor. The Konami uh, one. Oh no, was it the bad one? It, the it one was with the, the water it was zappy side strolling. Like the thing is, the yeah, way the I remember one. it, I looked this up and supposedly the Nintendo one was the that ugly looking one and not yeah. the, the arcade looking one. And I remember that, the arcade one. I mean, that might have been. Yeah, but that might just be nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, it might just be nostalgia. But the the first game where I'm like, I'm this is it. I'm I really love video games is probably Super Mario World. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Mario, Zelda, Fucking those like good you, cuddly man. cuddly Nintendo franchises. Yeah, because I, I like games beforehand, but and I always got the consoles, but when I got the Super Nintendo and I play Super Mario World, man. Some Street Fighter as well. All those games. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was it, man. That was it. So, uh, quickly moving on from that wonderful question to Bramcracker3ra asking, what's your favorite wolf? <laughs> what? What's, what's your favorite wolf? Fa- it's a pretty clear question, guys. Uh, uh, the wolf in the the wolf job gif they use in, in Game Grumps. This is a furry question for George. Oh, oh, how did you know? It's definitely a furry question for George. It is definitely a furry question for George. I'm not a furry. You are a furry. You like wolves. Hey, I'll pick a dog. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm a Tarasu from Okami, but technically not really a wolf. <laughs> Moving oh. on from uh, Cadence of Hyrule, uh, Splat, Splat asks... What indie game and established IP crossover a la Cadence of Hyrule would you want to see most? I think I just now mentioned it. Shovel Knight, Yacht Club Games doing a Zelda 2 clone. Nice. Into the Breach creators doing a crossover Smash turn-based game. So like turn-based character battling? Turn-based Smash. I could, I could, that's, that's easy to picture. Everyone's moves has, smash, but like has into the breach strategic. style, not Fire Emblem or, or Advance Wars. Into the breach style, being able so, to see what side smash or tilt your opponent is going to do next, and then baiting them into friendly fire, <laughs> and then wave dashing away from them. Yeah, because a lot of uh, the Smash meta game is about the mind games of um, luring them into the one pixel on the screen you want them into, and that's yeah. that's kind of sort of what you do in Into the Breach is lure enemies into into positional traps. I know all about luring you into certain places. Wow, wow. Hey, me and George smashed half naked. That time we didn't get arrested by the cops, though. Yeah, that's true. You got away with it, Matt. How about you? What would you like yeah, to combine together? I want another Super Mario RPG, dude. Um, I I I wouldn't Kingdom mind Hearts, seeing like but take all the Disney no, out and put no, Super Mario in. Let's not do that. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not do any more Kingdom Hearts games. Let's just stop it where it let's was. Let's not dig up Grandma's coffin. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would love to see the Star Wars franchise get messed with and do something fresh, like maybe uh, maybe like a turn-based RPG. Would probably be probably interesting, um, or or a tactical game like like uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh, yeah, Can tactics you imagine based that? Star Wars game. Even though Final Fantasy Tactics is an indie game, but that would be sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah Kotor kind of has a system that shows there's something there that they they could work that. 
So Wilfred Summers asks, can you convince my friend that Frozen isn't that bad of a movie? It's not. The songs are good. The songs are How good. How can 40 million little girls be wrong? No, no. See, Wait. that's that's their Lion King. We had Lion King. They have Frozen. What's what's the friend's name? Was it was it Chad? Chad, do you not have a heart? <laughs> <laughs> Is he Elsa? I mean that the song being stuck in your head that means it works. That means it's doing what it needs to do. It being stuck Ooh, in I your head. You're that. thinking about Frozen. Your kids are thinking about Frozen. They're buying toys. That's what it's meant to do. Does Chet hate children? Maybe. Riley asks. It's the reason why I'm going to go see Lion King. It, because they did that to me. I'm going to see it because it looks like a train wreck. I don't. I don't. I feel. Well, I mean, even though all I mean, the lions look the Charles same. It's got Gambino in it. So. Yeah, but all the lions look the same, though. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to watch Whoa. it. I'm going to watch it just because. I'm going to watch it because as well. I love Lion King. Well, also, it's Lion King. Yeah. Yeah, it's Lion King. Yeah. Returning to Riley. At mm-hmm. Jason Fails. Confusing. What's your favorite obscure game that likely no one has heard of? Too Human. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I got to bring up Too Human joking. every chance I get, you know? Wait, cut, wait, isn't Too Human free right now for people to download? Didn't they announce that at E3? Seriously? Too Human? Yeah. You mean Destiny 2? No, Too Human. Too Human? What, what platform? PC. What? Where? Steam? Where? The game's from like 11 years ago. I know. Hang on. I'm double checking. Too human. You're lying. Free. I would download that right now. The bu- yes. Forbes. The bizarre, the bizarre story behind Too Human, a game Microsoft is giving away for free for one week. That's so fucking weird. There you go. Hold up. Hold up. Who? Who's giving it away? Microsoft. You can download it free on your Xbox One. Oh, okay. That's Xbox. Not like. But you can still download it for free. I mean... Th- this is a game that had... Like the court case behind it, the mm-hmm. boxes of copies were destroyed. Yeah. So the reason supposedly Microsoft can't sell it is because of that copyright. So to have backwards com- compatibility of it, they have to give it away for free. Strange. Mm. Why? No idea. But George, what's okay. your most obscure game? Uh, uh, Police nine one one. I I talked about it a few weeks ago. The the Dave and Buster's light gun shooter, where you have to lean like like your Keanu Reeves out of the way of bullets. Uh, probably not that obscure, but I really really like snowboard kids. Nobody else likes snowboard kids on the N sixty four. I love snowboard kids. I'm gonna go, uh, with the Too dishwasher. Human. No. Oh, was oh, it like yeah. Death Smile? What was it called? Smile. Yeah, vampire something. smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the Xbox yeah. 360. Yeah, yeah the it was like Sanctuary developers. Back in the, the days guy, they, where Xbox yeah. 360 had this like indie section, and yeah. there's a lot of good stuff on there. What were they called? Xbox Arca Studios? Live Arcade or something? Xbox yeah. Arcade? Yeah, Xbox, Xbox Arcade. Yeah. Live Arcade. And they used sure. to have the Summer of Indies, and that was like every summer you'd have like all the new big indie games come out for like a couple of weeks. Yes. Like Super Meat Boy and and Braid and stuff like that. It was good. It was real good. Um, and yeah, yeah, I I really liked Dishwasher back in the day when I first played. I was like, oh man, this is a nice. And I like two D games. I really do. I love them. So this was um like kind of the one of the first ones that I played um in a while. Yeah, and it, it was it was nice. It was bloody, just like how I like. Yeah, 
Dishwasher. <laughs> I didn't like the art style. I don't like the art style of Soul Sanctuary. Yeah, either. yeah, it's yeah. it's rough. Yeah, <laughs> it's so yeah, I'm looking at it. It's so rough, but yeah. Talking talking about rough. Can you answer Vinegar's Fried's question, which is, why hasn't my father come home? Uh, some questions are better left unanswered. I feel like that would not be good for him. Do you do you truly want to discover the truth? Do you honestly believe it would make you happier? <laughs> Maybe he got amnesia and he forgot where he lived. Yes, Maybe. he's going on a world-spanning amnesia adventure to find his memory and his children. Let's leave it at that. Maybe it's because he didn't quicksave. Like, Azzy86 asks, quicksaves versus checkpoints. Which, when, and why? Oh, hell yeah. Uh, quicksaves almost all the way. reason I say almost is that there are some games in some genres, but quicksaving, I love it, because it lets the player experiment very quickly and easily with how many options the game is going to be given them there. But if it's a game where you're supposed to commit to your decisions, then checkpoints. Intriguing, because I would say the opposite, where... I always forget to do quick saves or forget that a game has quick saves. So I would checkpoints always remind me of exactly where I was and I know exactly how much progress I've made and stuff like that. Oh so god. I would say checkpoints. When I was playing Ori in a Blind Forest, you have to save manually. Yeah, I'm playing and Bloodstained right now and you have to manually save as well and it's fucking me over. Yeah, and then you die, and you're like, oh, wait a minute, I have to pay the last 20 minutes? <laughs> yep, that happened yeah. to me today. Ooh. Yeah, I've, I've never been a fan of replaying the last 20 minutes, but no. I love it when a good checkpoint system yes. is set up so that if you do die, it, it just takes like two minutes to figure out what you did wrong. Yeah, yeah, I, I won't both. Like, like it's, it's, it's not a rule. There's exceptions on, on both sides, but I generally... I generally have more fun when I'm playing with the quick save system than with the checkpoint system. I generally have more quick like saves, quick saves are, are like as Matt likes to phrase it, lazy way of uh, <laughs> developers integrating, you know, integrating, uh, you know, saving into a game. Whereas checkpoints is something that has to be designed <laughs> to work well. I think checkpoints it just has de- to fit into the game. Oh, a way to describe it is it it might depend on how much of a sandbox the game's supposed to be versus a tunnel. I don't know about that. Because you can have sandboxes that have specific areas where the player knows they're always safe, or in that in like it's going to save, or you're in an area that is a checkpoint. Like I don't know. Intriguing. tonight HD asks the mother of all questions: sitting or standing? What do you do when you pee? I, I do both but i think <laughs> i think sitting is better like if i'm in my own place i will sit really why because because especially well you have to have a high toilet you don't want the water too full in the bowl then it'll just splash on you but um because <laughs> then that'll be weird but the thing is when you're when you're sitting down you're peeing unless you have a bidet yeah, unless you have a bidet. And, and, and NVIDIA Ass Blaster 9000 GTX. <laughs> Especially if you're living with roommates, you don't want to mess up the toilet. If you're standing up and the water's coming from a certain angle and splashing into the toilet, some of it is going to get, you know, out oh. of the toilet. It's, it's easier 
that it's it stays um it keeps the toilet clean to sit down I just remember that ever since my roommate moved out, I have not had to pay attention to this stuff like I used to. That means you're the one making the mess. Yeah. And I don't even know it. Yeah. Like, I In wipe Japan, constantly. Japan, taken care of for me. You know, I, I make sure everything's clean. I don't want somebody else coming in and be like, yo, what's this? What's going on here, man? What's these uh, yellow stains or... Or I'm, the I'm definitely smear. Well, you know, you don't want any of that, man. But you got to be careful what toilet you sit in. That's why I only only do it in my toilet because I know the water <laughs> level. Because if you sit down and your your oh, tip the touches water. the water, that's a no go. You don't want that's the like, tip to touch the water, guys. That's like be careful. I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna die now. That's like I'm gonna die now. <laughs> like that cold touch right on the tip, and you're like, oh. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm gonna die now. Any disease that was in there, it's in me now. It's in me, and my dick is gonna fall off. It, <laughs> a man, you know, you, you you gotta have, you gotta have your stuff. You gotta, you gotta have, have your, your sausage. Dick. You gotta have it. You How know? are you gonna pee without your dick? Any, well, any, the the one percent of our audience <laughs> that does not have one. Right? Any guys? The one percent. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It might be more like thirteen percent. I don't know how much better that actually makes it. No, no, no. (laughs) This is. Please send in your thoughts, thirteen percent. But that's really not good. (laughs) So let's move into the last question. Let's let's end it on a nice one. Yellow cake at Uranian. How are you doing? Uh, I'm hanging in there. How are you doing, Matt? I'm alright. Hi. And there you have it. <laughs> what about you, Liam? I'm mate, I'm smelling the fucking roses. Mm. Everything everything is simpler to me. Once once you've been accused <sighs> of murder and you you've been you've been relinquished of it. You mean you got away with it? <laughs>